people told me I couldn't do a lot of things. I feel like I'm the chosen one. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. All we are is proud and passionate. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the NBA. Nothing matters but winning. Welcome back to episode 61 of Rapsville Weekly. I'm your co-host, Gabriel, alongside Adam Kasucci. And today we have two games to talk about, Milwaukee Bucks uh, versus the Raptors and the Sacramento Kings versus the Raptors, both in which ended up in losses for us. We have a horrible record of 7-12 and 12 right now, and we are currently positioned at 12th in the East. Uh, it's been very disappointing so far, the past two games, disappointing losses, um, poor performance from our team, and uh, we're going to have a lot to say about each player. As always, please like and subscribe. Uh, and leave your comments down below. We want your opinions as well. Yeah, so first of all, in this episode, we're just going to do a little bit of an overall discussion to start. We're going to change up the formatting a bit. And uh, yeah, so moving into it, uh, I wanted to speak about a little bit how, how the team is is formed here with Masai Ujiri kind of putting this team together and making the moves he did in the offseason, obviously letting go of Ibaka and Gasol. Uh, Gasol going to the Lakers and Ibaka going to the Clippers. Um, I just wanted to talk uh, how that uh, is just uh, such a big move and a big mistake uh, from Masai. And uh, Masai has obviously done a great job here in Toronto, obviously making the big trade with DeMar DeRozan, bringing in Kawhi Leonard, winning the chip. He's done a great job, and uh, I don't want to blame him too much for this, but uh, Ibaka kind of uh, wanted to leave himself, uh, obviously getting the message from Kawhi Leonard and kind of seeing a future in L.A., and he also likes his fashion and stuff, so I think that was a better career move for him. Uh, but the repercussions to it was it really hurt us, and uh, we're really seeing it, especially in the last two games, um, and particularly all season, has been just uh, a weak interior defense that's really been hurting us, and uh, it's really making a, a big difference. Um, we're not we're not closing out, we're not rebounding the ball, uh, we're not being as consistent. Bigs don't have the IQ uh, like Mark and Ibaka had. And uh, I feel like we're also just shoving um, guys into situations where they don't feel established in and they don't feel ready for. Um, like Baines, like he, he played great last season with the DeAndre Aiden situation, obviously starting there in Phoenix. But uh, I don't think he's ready to be a starter in the NBA. He just, his game isn't developed yet to be a starter in the NBA. He doesn't have the required skills. He hustles well. He does, he does a lot of things, not on the, on the stat sheet, uh, great screens, different things, but I just don't think that he's in the position, uh, to be in that starting role. Even Chris Boucher, I feel like he's been great. He's cooled off a bit, but to be in that center position, I just feel like that he is just, he's too weak. He's been a great player for us, and, uh, it's just, I don't think he's the right fit. Uh, for that center position, uh, we, I would love to see him at the four, uh, having the interior defense, um, a little bit of it that he's had in the past, but I just don't see that that was the right move from Masai Ujiri. We had a very different stance at the start of this season. We were hopeful from what we saw in Baines, maybe even Alex Len and Boucher. We were excited to see him get the opportunity to step up in which he did quite well. And we were pushing for him to get that starting spot, but the past couple of games, he has had a little bit of trouble. Uh, lack of minutes, a couple mistakes on the floor, and it's been evident that we are still in much need of a powerful center. And it's clear just like the the way that this team has moved, man. We were a championship team, and it started with losing two of our starters in Kawhi and Danny, and the team took a step down and still had a solid season, played quite well with what we had, and performed decently. Um, but 
we took a step down. And then after losing Mark and Serge, we took another step down. And that step was dramatic. It was clearly dramatic because losing Serge and Mark, two solid centers, um, Mark with his IQ and his size, being able to be a paint presence, and then having Serge, another shot blocker, athletic, strong, tall, like they're just two big centers. They, they're powerful in their position and they kind of make a difference. Like Baines has a little bit of characteristics like Mark does in terms of size and, uh, athleticism. Um, but we're missing someone like Serge who had it all. He had strong, he was tall and he was quick. He had length, um, shot blocking. And that, that lack of presence is clear, man. We don't have those pick and pop and pick and roll plays we had with Kyle. We don't have the solid defense and a big size on the inside. And this game was clear against guys like Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Whiteside, Holmes, uh, Bagley. It was clear that we just are lacking in that area and there was a problem. I know we also didn't have OG against the Bucks game. That's fair. So we were lacking size in general. So it was hard for Baines to keep up with not only Brooke, but also Giannis attacking the glass, Middleton attacking the glass, DiVincenzo. We were just severely outsized in every position. But I think I agree with you, man. Like this season with the, with losing Mark and, and Serge, those were just two big pieces that Masai really made a mistake on, uh, letting both of them walk because now we are just in desperate need for size and strength on the inside. Yeah, another issue I've noticed really is like, is the player consistency and kind of combining it together. I noticed that if if Lowry has a good game, Fred VanVleet won't have as such a, a good game, right? Like, I don't know if it's because of uh, ball possession or the touches they get uh, in the game. Uh, obviously, maybe Lowry gets more possessions, Fred gets less, right? But I think that they just got to do a better job of their chemistry and all playing well as a unit. I mean, it's it's very uh, rare that we're seeing uh, many players perform well on, on, on like certain nights, right? It's just we're seeing... Uh, one guy perform well, one guy not. And it's just, uh, it's very disappointing to see because in the prior years, we've seen everyone kind of connect as a unit and everyone perform well together. Um, and everyone be efficient. Everyone shooting, uh, over 40% every night. And, and we're just not seeing it. We're seeing a lot of, uh, of individual, uh, great performances. And then it just kind of, it's a different guy every night. And it's what we, what we do want to see, but we need to see everyone kind of combined and put a, a t- more of a together effort into it. I agree. I feel like every night we've had, you know, a standout player, which is what you need at times. You need a hot hand, someone that's making the shots, but the rest of the team has to perform as well, contribute, do their part, shoot above 50%. Even if you have a hot hand, eventually that guy's going to get doubled or he's going to get trapped or there'll be a zone. There'll be something trying to stop him. And the other players have to be able to make their shots at a consistent and a high level. And we just haven't had that. When there's been nights where, um, you know, let's say OG or Powell have had fantastic nights. The rest of our team, like Kyle Lowry might be shooting three for 15 or, or Fred three for 17. Like everyone's having an off night at some point and most of the team is struggling to shoot above 50. I don't know if it's the, I wouldn't even say it's the quality of look because I feel like we're not playing bad basketball. It's just, we're just struggling to make shots. At times our defense is just hor- horrid and um, we're just not making runs. And I think, Adam, you can agree. Most of these games have felt close. Like, when we're watching yeah. them, it's not like our team is playing downright horrible. We're, we're, there's slumps where we don't score, of course. There's huge droughts we talk about. There's parts where our defense feels bad and we're getting outscored. But we're not getting absolutely demolished. It always comes down to, like, a couple small plays. Like, in the Sacramento game, we are doing a good job of making a comeback, but it would be the one important three that was missed or one bad defensive play or the Bucks game. 
Pascal slipping. Like there was, there's always just a, a one dumb little play that's making like a huge difference. And I feel like it's just some of those small things, the small bounces, Golden State game winners. Like there's, there's yeah. small plays that we're just not getting. And I don't know what, what the reason for that is. No, I totally understand you, Gabe. But I think the solution to that is just having to play a better three quarters of the game. Like you know that fourth quarter is going to be a difficult one. You're having trouble yeah. with it this season and closing out the game. Play a great, a great three quarters. Uh, play with intensity. Play with with the basketball you know how to play. Get yourself in a better position uh, going into that fourth quarter, so you don't have to always either claw your way back or or climb to to get a deficit or whatever it is. You must you must play good in those four, first three quarters, and then in that fourth quarter you got to find a way either work on it in practice, uh, find closing plays that will benefit the team, and make sure you come out with the victory at the end of the game. Yeah, I don't know what specifically it is that fourth quarter. It's tend to always be a problem for us, and I, I agree with you. I think the key is you need to be able to play well in the other three quarters. You can't rely on the one, um, but it, it seems to always be a quarter where we end up losing it. Like the Bucks game, we had it within yeah. one at the end of the third, and then we just got demolished in the fourth. Mind you, the Kings game was quite the opposite. The fourth, we did try sparking a comeback, and we almost had it, but um, the fourth quarter naturally has been a quarter where we struggle in. And like you said, I think it's about playing the rest of the game strong enough because these one small little plays shouldn't matter. It just sucks that we have to watch our team get so close but still just come up with a loss for what seems like every single night. Yeah, even with Nick Nurse, it's just like no matter which way you, you distribute the, the, the players you have, you can mix them around, you try to mix and match. It just it's not working no matter which, which uh, player you put at the center. Like, it just doesn't work. I don't think the players we have right now um, are established enough uh, where Nick Nurse is playing them uh, to be a winning team. It's just it's just not going to happen. I really don't think it's going to happen. I think at best we could be a 500 team uh, making it to the 7th or 8th seed. And, and that's not where the Raptors culture and fan base wants us to be. Uh, we all know we could be better than that. We all know that the players we have on our team are great players. They're good players. I just think we're, we're rushing them too much. Uh, because of the mistakes we made in the off season, and that's also another another thing I want to talk about. Uh, the Raptors, we did discuss it before, but the Raptors' a tendency to be very conservative in the off season, not wanting to to make quick moves, uh, taking risks on players, uh, likes to always take the easy option and always always try to re-sign their players and not uh, go for any new looks. So that's also another thing we can kind of discuss. You mentioned it a little bit before, Adam, like putting players in these awkward positions that they're not naturally in. Um, it seems because of the lack of depth in this team and like the, the problems with the matchups, we're just putting our players in weird situations. I mean, like we saw Watanabe at the five for a bit and, you know, he's energetic. He's a good defender, but he's, he's what, six nine maybe. And he's, he's an underweight player for his position, his height. So him at the five is very risky against all these teams with big, strong centers. And, uh, even you know, OJ at the five, we tried like, like looking for that a couple times, even Pascal, but they aren't Serge or they aren't Mark, man. They're, they can't fill that center against these big, strong teams. Like Giannis is already a hard guard for, for Pascal, and imagine trying to even do Brook Lopez. Like the size advantages are crazy unless you have someone big enough. And maybe like you said, we got to look for something this offseason. We, we already gave up guys like Len, uh, Duan Hernandez, and O'Shea Brissett, taller players, um, that took away a height from our team. Now we're very small because uh, Nick Nurse was thinking that either Baines or Boucher could fill in that center spot that we should look for a 3-4, and maybe we should. That's still a spot that's open, so I'm wondering what we're going to do with that and when. 
but I feel like we should be kind of quick to capitalize because right now it seems like this team, like you said, it just doesn't have it. A part of it, we haven't seen you know a full cast every single night. As of recent, there's been a bunch of injuries, uh, not even in-game injuries that have been happening, which have been questionable. But um, I think that this team, like you said, currently there's just something missing and we just can't get to where we need to be. And it's probably due to what I said before, that gradual each year getting worse and worse and worse and losing big pieces and not gaining solid pieces in return. Yeah, I think that also goes with just Nick Nurse is searching for answers during the game when the team is not performing well. And when he's doing that, he's making a lot of these unorthodox changes and he's trying to find different guys he can put in different positions to make it work. And uh, and it's just tough. It's really tough. And I think that's also um, because Masai also thought that like a lot of our players play bigger than they are. Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, they, they make a lot of great defensive plays. They do a lot of good things. But that statement, I, I think we just really kind of put it over our heads and really just went with, okay, we can play bigger than we are but there's no height and physicality to it. I just feel like the lineups we're putting in are just, uh, they're not going to get it done, especially uh, in in the last game with Hassan Whiteside. They inserted uh, Whiteside in, into the game, right? They they give the ball to Whiteside. We automatically have to double. And, we, and then they kick out, they get an open three. It's just, it's already putting us in a bad situation, not having a center that can match them up one-on-one, and that's where the problems create. Yeah, we're having just a huge problem with lineups. So some of these, Nick Nurse, it looks like he's searching for different uh, matchups, different guys that can be spark plugs. And we saw an interesting lineup against Sacramento when it was uh, Bembry, Stanley, Watanabe, just a pure defensive lineup, and I believe uh, Kyle and Fred. So he's clearly searching, but I just think that we are currently lacking pieces that are strong enough or consistent enough to make stuff like that work. Um, I, I think we should move to maybe Ward's individual games here so like the Milwaukee Bucks game we lost 115-108 and it was pretty much dominance for three quarter for three quarters of the game the third was the only one we won um and it was clear you know going against the Bucks they're one of the best teams in the league they have been for many years uh Adam you and I know there's always three guys you have to worry about in those teams right yeah yeah you got Lopez you got Giannis and you got Middleton those are the three guys that are really going to hurt you and they also got some good uh, role, role players in Dante DiVincenzo and, uh, and, and Forbes and different guys that can shoot the ball and, and play their part on the team. But, uh, and Drew Holiday as well. And, uh, but I think we just didn't have it tonight. We just, we didn't have a, a great fourth quarter. And, uh, we, we had the game at the end of the third. I thought we played decently for three quarters. I thought we were in the game, ready to go. And then that fourth quarter, I just, just another collapse, man. Yeah, we cut it down to one. We clearly won the third quarter, kept it within reach. The fourth quarter, when we needed to just step it up, turn it around, we just got absolutely blown out for a good chunk of it. Um, those three are always the problems. And without OG this game, it was clear that we had no stop for them. Middleton, 24, 10, and 7. 8 for 17 shooting. Who had to guard him most of the game? Uh, Powell. And then on the bench, we get like Stanley maybe. But the problem is that Milton is a 6'7", 225 player. Uh, he's already clearly got height and strength over Powell or other guys that we could put at the 2-3, or sorry, 3-3-4. Three, three, um, Giannis, as usual, 24-18-9, and 8-14 for 14 shooting, a steal and a block. There's not much you can do against him in general. He's already a freak of nature. Um, people have tried. Adam, I know you like to say how to, how to guard him, if you want to explain that, and if we could have done that better. So, yeah, Gabe, when looking at that matchup, you obviously know Giannis is shooting horribly from three. He's shooting, what, 30% from three? 
you want to keep him away from the basket and and let and kind of keep him as far out as possible, knowing he's lesser of a threat out there. And uh, yeah, once you start sending sending the doubles uh, when he's driving, uh, he's gonna find those open threes. And Milwaukee being such the the high shooting three team and can make it at a high clip, uh, it's gonna hurt us. And that's what happened. Middleton hitting dagger threes, Lopez hitting threes. And it's just, it, it kind of creates a rhythm for the game, and, and it really hurt us in the end. You got Giannis driving to the uh, to the rim, and we're collapsing, putting two, three guys on him, and then guys are open. Then they're going to start kicking the ball, moving it from side to side, and we're always scrambling. And that's what I feel the issue is. We don't have that one-on-one matchup, or Nurse kind of shies away from that. I don't know if it's a confidence reason, or I don't know what it is, but we got to st- stick with that one-on-one matchup and kind of let our defenders just get into the matchup, understand Giannis and what he brings, and just try to defend him. They have the role players that can step up and hit shots for them. They got Forbes, Augustine off the bench, all shooting, Middleton, obviously, and Lopez. Um, they're just always a challenge for us, those three in general. Giannis, there was you know no clear answer for him. And uh, Brooke Lopez finally had 20.7 boards. Another player that's always a problem. He can hit three quite well. He's good on the inside. He's big. He's strong. He's just a you know solid big. And the problem is we don't have the matchup for him, and it was a problem. When he was on, we had no choice but to put Baines on. And when Baines wasn't on, it was an easy game for Lopez. Um, but, yeah, it just seemed like a huge problem. Uh, on our team specifically, Baines, he only played uh, 22 minutes. He had 11 points, six boards, two assists, five for 12 from the field. He actually, I think, played decently well. You know, he was trying his best on the inside. For the first half but the problem was that they have so much height that guys like Giannis who are aggressive and tall and long guys like Middleton who's got height advantage DiVincenzo flying out of nowhere they have guys that are just keeping plays alive and getting offensive boards and it didn't look like specifically Baines' fault it was just other people weren't getting their man there was two plays where Pascal was on Giannis Giannis cut back door dunked it on Baines uh, on an alley-oop attempt and then another one Middleton uh cut back door I believe like, there's two plays like that where just, like, other men are sleeping, and it's Baines is always on, like, a 2-on-1 situation. So it was really hard for him, I think, to do that. I thought he was more better this game on the offensive end. Um, his pick and rolls were good, dunking with power. Uh, we kind of needed him for his size to clog the paint a little bit. He was the only physical large body we had because Boucher was not cutting it. Um, but sadly, he fouled out this game. And the other thing was that he was a little trigger-happy from three. He shot one for seven from three. Usually doesn't take that many attempts but they were leaving him open and daring him to shoot it. And he shot, I think, way too many attempts than he usually should have. Uh, Kyle, it was a continuation from what we said last game. He wasn't playing good at all. Three quarters of the game, horrible. Um, a bunch of turnovers as well, four turnovers on the night. It was only in that fourth quarter where he decided to wake up and probably hit maybe like four threes in that fourth quarter and tried getting a, some type of a, a run going. But he was playing horrible for the rest of the game, but he ended with 21, 6, and 3 on 7 for 12 shooting. Fred, man, he had a uh, really, really bad night. One of the off nights you don't see regularly from him. Uh, there was a bit of a slump that was forming from like those past couple of games, but this one was by far the worst. 3 for 17 shooting, 2 for 11 from 3. Uh, he ended with 10, 5, and 10, so he did play make well, but the, the shooting was absolutely horrible. But on the other side of it, his defense was absolutely amazing, and he made up well in that sense because he had four steals and three blocks on the night for a guard three blocks at like a roughly six feet. That's crazy, and he did do well in the defensive end to try helping his team out, but offensively it was a problem when he couldn't make like literally not a shot, uh, especially trying to make a comeback in the fourth or third. Like you really needed him there. Um, 
Pascal, just an average game. You know, we've been saying it all year round, just we expect more from him, and he just didn't perform like he should be for what he's getting paid. Um, just an average night and easily outperformed by his counterpart, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, yeah, the rest of the guys, you know, not much to say on them because no one did anything, you know, spectacular. Uh, Chris Boucher, Adam, uh, he had 10 points, three boards in the night, three for nine shooting, two blocks. Uh, what do you, what have you seen from him so far? I guess we can mention the Sacramento game as well. So let me just read you the, the stats on that game. Boucher had, uh, in 13 minutes, four points, three boards, two for five shooting here. We've noticed a decline in his minutes and his production. What do you think the reason for that is? Well, it's pretty simple. It's really just the physicality. And uh, and some some of it is not his fault, I have to say. Uh, the guards have really been horrible with staying in front of their man. And once an, the opponent guard gets by you, it creates a 2v1 situation, which I did speak to you, Gabe, uh, on the phone about. And when you're in that situation, uh, someone, the center has to step, which, which either, uh, leaves the pass open for an easy dunk, an alley-oop. You can do so many things in that situation. If the center stays put, the guard can just go up for, for an easy floater. It's just, it's very difficult for the center to guard. And I feel like Boucher has been put in a lot of those situations and he's taking a lot of unnecessary critique for it. And it's really, uh, hurting his game time. I think Nurse is really, uh, not liking his interior defense of late, but I think you're just putting him in a position really not to succeed at that posi- at that center position. I really think he's a four in this league. Put him at the four position, he'll succeed well. Uh, very lanky in that position at the four, especially, and uh, I think he'll be good in that position. In that position, I think he'd be a, a big mismatch in the offensive end. Uh, defense just about whether or not uh, who he's guarding. It depends if it's a player who likes it stretch the floor a little bit or if it's more of an inside player that that would be a little uh, thing that would determine how well he would do in that spot um, but I think the problem is just like some of these mass uh, matchups are weird his his skinniness lack of strength has could it would definitely a problem in this game against like Giannis and Brooke and then there was no real replacement for that if you're not playing Baines the necessary minutes plus Baines fouled out who else are you going to play um, they had Utah on for a bit of the game on, on Brooke and even on Giannis, but just like the inside game is impossible to guard those two guys when they have height and strength and length on you. It's only whether or not you can just kind of keep them to the outside, but they're smart enough to know otherwise. And Stanley he only played 13 minutes this game. You'd think without OG, you would put kind of OG's kind of replacement, similar height, similar weight and strength. Um, but we didn't see a lot of him. Adam, any, do you think any reason for that, that he only played 13 minutes? No, just Nurse being stubborn again. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what 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 these matchups are. Uh, he's putting uh, he's putting up here. It's uh, you know Giannis is a very physical player. You know he's going to want to get to the inside, and Stanley is probably the best option on our team to match that with with the same amount of speed as Giannis, right? So I don't know. I I, I really disagree with that decision. I think Nurse uh, just kind of looked past Stanley. In that regard, and I think that's a mistake. That's it's just a singular mistake by Nurse. I, I know you mentioned it in the game because it just it frankly doesn't make sense. He only had you know one personal foul, wasn't foul trouble. One turnover, that's you know better than the rest of our team for the most part. Uh, shot two for four from the field. It's not like he had a horrible performance in any which way, and we desperately needed the the, the big body. And I guess I don't know if it was in terms of producing offense. I'm not sure what the reasoning was on that. Anyways. On to Sacramento, because this one, frankly, bothered me even more, because we're versing a team that was having a, a worse record than us at the time, I believe. Uh, I don't know, roughly similar record, sorry. 7-10, uh, and 10, we were 7-11. and 11. 
Um, and we ended up losing this one 126 to 124. So what happened was the first quarter, we got absolutely blown out. Um, the second, we kind of just stayed about even. Third as well, we were losing. And in the fourth quarter, we tried making a bit of a comeback, but fell short. Uh, this game was tough to watch just because I really thought that this is a game we def- desperately needed to win. And I don't know how we were losing for most of the part. I told Adam, like, if we lost this game, like, my head was going to start hurting. Everyone just kind of had a... A low average game besides Pascal and, uh, Fred. And it's like the same, it feels like the same things every game. It's the same thing about, you know, the defense not playing well, people not stepping up and making shots, the, these random injuries that are occurring. Uh, Powell had a, a thigh contusion. He was out and OG was out yet again. So we we're missing two of our uh, solid pieces on this team. And we were just stuck in the slumps. Kyle Lowry had one of these other, uh, inefficient, horrible nights, seven for 17 shooting. Yet again, he kind of woke up a little bit in the fourth, but besides that, he, he, the rest of the game wasn't good, and he didn't shoot well. Two for eight from three. He felt like he was never making them when it mattered, uh, although he had 17 points on the night. And uh, four turnovers. That was huge for me. I feel like he was making a bunch of stupid turnovers, bad passes. He was throwing it out of bounds, uh, you know, pick and rolls that they weren't going. Like, it was a lot of just big mistakes from him, and it, it was definitely costly. And the biggest thing is that, as our leader, captain, someone that everyone's talking about, you know, as as a top player, and he just got 10,000 points for the Raptors. People arguing with us on YouTube saying that it was just his injury and that he's he's fine. But yet he's been having consistently now four or five bad games in a row, and uh, there seems to be no answer. Yet again, he gets ejected. Uh, I'm going to start calling him the, the ejection machine or the technical machine because it seems <laughs> like every game is getting a tech. Um, talking back to the refs is one thing. He does it quite a bit. The first one was probably warranted. The second one, no one knows what happened. He, the refs aren't saying what the reason was. They're not saying what 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 he said to the ref. I believe it was the female referee that he said something to. Uh, I, he probably did say something with his temper and the rate that he gets technicals at. I wouldn't be surprised what he said. But I'm curious what it was. And uh, it's weird that they're not disclosing it on what he could have possibly said. Especially because in four seconds left in a game, how are you calling a technical that late? Uh, ejecting our star player, giving them an extra free throw, and totally swinging the chances of of somehow miraculously coming away with it. It just seems like an unnecessary and uh, you know just weird call from the referee that like there has to be a valid reason, and we want to hear the reason as fans, and we just didn't get that. Yeah, with officiating, uh, Gabe, you also brought up this point uh, that that the new officials uh, they don't know what to let go and really what to call. Uh, they're very by by almost the books. Like they're very textbook oriented with the calls. If yeah. like nothing is let go, and uh, I think that that's really hurting the Raptors. Honestly, I think uh, the stuff that Kyle does, uh, the way he draws his fouls, uh, he wasn't getting the calls this game at all. Uh, Siakam did a great job of uh, of getting to the line this game. I thought he did great. But uh, either than that, I think just the team's not really uh, getting along with the refs. Like, just early in games, Nick's always arguing with the refs uh, on calls. Lowry's always complaining. And I think that, that in a ref's head, it kind of piles, it snowballs. And then, and then at the end of the game, uh, you really don't get the benefit of, a benefit of the doubt on those 50-50 ones. So it hurts you in the end. Yeah, you know, simple as that. It's just the refs, I think... Like this ref specifically, that female ref, I, I we have to go check her out after, and it says please, twenty, please. it says twenty eighteen that she became an official ref at the NBA. So like two years of experience, I think what you said is true. I think it's 
a lot of they're going by the textbook when they see a hit they're a slap because she was calling a lot of the calls of the night when there was a an odd play an extended arm a little tap on an inbounds play they were getting calls and like some of those stuff are like stuff you can easily let let by and you don't want to be calling a million fouls and teams get into the bonus early which we actually did this game there was a couple times like five minutes in, uh, before the quarter ends we're already in the bonus like I feel like she specifically was calling a lot of just stuff that you can let by quite easily. As a veteran ref, you know what to let go with. And she was calling a lot of them. And I think that led to Kyle's frustration. He was talking to her most of the night. And he definitely probably said something at the end about, like, the, the type of call she was making. Yeah, and just to add on that, that the, the new officials, they also, uh, they don't know too much about the players. I feel like the veteran officials, like, they know which players are looking for fouls and what they're going to do. And, and, and they know... Uh, if it's a foul or not, basically, uh, by, by what the player is doing on the court. And, uh, yeah, the new officials just don't kind of comprehend that term and kind of don't look for, for what the player is looking for. And I think that's why there's that misinterpretation of the calls. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense. Um, some of the people that I wanted to mention tonight, uh, Aaron Baines, um, we, we talked about it at the beginning. Just the, in terms of centers, we just got completely dominated and, and mismatched, outplayed, you know, on those ends. So him and Boucher were, were neither of them were an answer tonight. We kind of needed Baines just for the bigger body, but he was also just getting outplayed. He was making bad, bad, uh, decisions and Lowry was getting mad at him, you know, for not stepping, not playing help D. But he has uh, enough struggle as, as it is to take care of someone like Whiteside, who's a board munching machine and putbacks. And you got Holmes, who's been playing great as of re- recent. Uh, another big player in Bagley, so he just didn't do well. Um, Siakam and Fred, two of the guys actually played good this game. Siakam, 32 points, four boards, 11 for 20 shooting. He actually did, you know, really good getting to the inside, a lot better than we've seen uh, in this season so far. His game was fantastic. He A lot of crafty plays, and there was plays where I thought he was getting clamped on a back dump, but then he hit it with a couple of spin moves, a fake, and up and under, and it, it was getting, you know, to be really solid. I liked what I saw. He was getting to the line good drawing calls, but um, something that he definitely has to work on is the free throw making. He was 10 for 14, which isn't per se horrible, but he missed a lot of them when they mattered, like late game. He would always make one, miss one, and it's just something he's got to clean up because his percentage has just definitely not been the best from what I've seen so far. Uh, free throw percentage this year, 76%. For a guy that wants to get to the line a lot, you got to make sure you make them. And there's one place I wanted to talk about. Like He drove to the rack, and he easily could have made a layup by extending his arm. He, like, jumped sideways, putting, like, his body first. And it looked like he was trying to, like, jump into somebody to draw a call, even though no one came there. And he ended up missing a layup because of it. Uh, Leo pointed it out, and they talk about it a bit. He looks like he drives a lot to call to get calls, especially because he was getting them this game. He wants to get to the line. But he's got to make sure he gets there knowing that he's making the layup and try getting the ball in the net first rather than getting the contact and trying to yell for an and one. Uh, but okay. he did play good, and me and Adam, we've been saying it, limit that three and get to the inside, and he did it this game, only had one attempt from three, and had one of the best performances of the year, so people that are kind of doubting our decision-making on that, there you go. Uh, and Freddie, 26 points, five boards, six assists, four steals, seven for 16 shooting. Um, another player that's been mostly consistent, besides the rough couple of games he had recently, he's just been playing uh, good in general, and he was huge tonight, carrying an offensive load for the team. And got to the line 10 times as well. Made nine of them. Fantastic defense. So, you know, still good performance from him. Uh, everyone else didn't have the most impact. What, what I liked was that we had that interesting lineup at, near the end of the game where we went, I think, Stanley, Watanabe, uh, Bembry, uh, Kyle, and uh, Fred. And then we had and then we had uh, Siakam a bit instead of, uh, instead of Kyle. 
who wasn't playing the best. And the defense there was just fantastic. It led us to a possible comeback, and that lineup just really hustled. So I liked what I saw in terms of you know defense creating offense, what we kind of preach sometimes. They did a great job at embodying that, and they stepped up when they had to. Bembry made a couple baskets. Watanabe uh, played great, in my opinion, 12 points, six boards, two assists, four for five shooting, two steals, uh, two for three from three. So he was hitting his open shots, hitting his three balls, drove to the rack, made a tough uh, kind of layup floater right at the end of the shot clock. And um, their defense to collectively was great, and it contributed to a lot of runs. Bembry, bunch of high IQ plays, two steals and a block in the clutch, four points, three boards. Um, him, another guy who just actually played very well with his minutes. Sadly, it was that final play where he did such a good job defensively keeping Fox in front of him, got a poke and just won too many whacks. And he was mad at himself for getting the call and it kind of blew the game away. But that lineup did impress me a bit on their minutes and their contributions. So I just wanted to give a shout out to those three. Yeah, uh, Gabe, I just wanted to ask you, when you look at the Raptors bench who played this game, name one person who was on the bench rotation last year. Pretty much nobody. You know, all these guys are, are new players. Paolo G were out. Uh, TD started this game. Boucher didn't play the best. Matt Thomas didn't play the best and get the most minutes. Watson. Desmond, all these guys are new guys that have stepped up and found a role in this team. Um, Watsonabi and Bembry coming in, making an impact, and Stanley getting more of an impact this year. So um, clearly some of these, these moves have been good for us. The, the key is whether or not we can find consistent offensive players. Like these guys I like. They're defensively fantastic, but there's no center position that's been set in stone yet, and there's no real offensive spark off of the bench. Like, the lineup has to contribute would have to be Davis, Bembry, Watanabe, Stanley. Those guys, to collectively as a group, they don't work too well together. You kind of need um, always Fred on the floor or Kyle to make the plays and score the buckets. Yeah, I feel like we need to sign a veteran, either a veteran playmaker off the bench that can really make a difference. Like with Malachi Flynn, he's just not performing. And you can sprinkle in minutes here or there for him like to, to get him some experience. But I think we do need to sign um, right now, I think, uh, a veteran guard that can really put us into our sets on the offensive end uh, with, with this young uh, ba- uh, bench unit. And I think that will really help us in terms of offensive efficiency and trying to get the victory at the end of the game. It's tough because someone like that would be valuable, but then at the same time, we're in such desperate need of the, of the bigs that, like, wh- which option do you choose? And we were without OG, who had been contributing there, and we were without Powell, who would have contributed off the bench to playmake. So it's tough to see without this full cast. All right. I think I believe that's it. So as always, we hope you enjoyed. Please like and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram at Rapsful. And let us know what you guys think about this, man. We are currently just very disappointed in the team struggling to even find the will to produce content because of how much just this team has let us down so far and the, all the mistakes that we've made. And we've just been really angered the past couple of days seeing these losses. Hopefully you guys are diehard fans like us that you feel the same way and you guys have maybe some insight or some ideas that could work for this team. So just let us know. Yeah, that's it. We hope you enjoyed. That's a signing out. Peace. Deuces.